0: The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed.
1: Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball.
0: And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday, the 7th of January. In your Squeeze today Iran, Iraq, and Trump, $2 billion to fund bushfire recovery, a great escape in Japan, and the Golden Globes. This is your Squeeze today. Plenty still going on in relation to fires of course Claire but we're going to start with what's happening between the US and Iran after that US drone strike that killed Iranian military chief Qasem Soleimani. What's going down there Claire and why is it so significant?
1: It's been another dangerous day over there yesterday and very big crowds have gathered in Tehran, uh, the capital of Iran, for Soleimani's funeral late yesterday and overnight. Uh, So to come up to speed, what's happened is that Donald Trump has made a lot more threats, not just towards Iran, but also to Iraq. That's because Iran yesterday announced that it's going to walk away from the international deal that restricts its nuclear capabilities. That's a deal that the US had already walked away from, uh, but it doesn't much like its rhetoric about why it wants to develop its nuclear capabilities and the threats that that will have to the West and to the US. Uh, Also yesterday, the Iraqi parliament passed uh, a non-binding resolution that called for the expulsion of US and coalition troops from the country. There's about 5,000 American troops uh, there at the moment. There's about 300 Aussie troops as well. They're there to try local forces and also to continue the fight against the Islamic State. So it's a very turbulent situation.
0: So that airstrike took place on Iraqi territory. Donald Trump has threatened sanctions on Iraq. Why is this all playing out there rather than in Iran?
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting question. As we know, for a good part of last year, US and Iran were at each other. So it's a good question about why Iraq is involved. Uh, Iraq has very close ties with Iran. Uh, Iran is quite dominant in Iraq, uh, which is really difficult for Iraq to balance given its dependence on America uh, for funding and also for that sort of defense and military support. So it's really upset the apple cart there. And when it comes to those troops, if they are forced out, that's a whole issue because of what's gone before and also the ongoing fight against Islamic State. And Donald Trump has said that that's something that he won't let go of easily.
0: Australia, as you said, has 300 troops in Iraq. At this stage, they are remaining there to the fires and whilst the extent of the damage is still being assessed, we know that millions of hectares have been burned this season so far. Over 1,500 homes have been lost. Over 20 people have died. As far as where things are up to as of today, there are still towns in New South Wales and Victoria without power, some still being asked to boil their drinking water. Roads are still blocked. Loss of income is a, a huge issue. The list goes on. And with the fires still burning, Claire, it's a it's away from over. The government, yes, today announced $2 billion to go towards a fund that will rebuild communities and livelihoods.
1: And Scott Morrison and Josh Frydenberg say that there will be more funding uh, available if required, that that's really just a starting point. Uh, Where the media's attention went very quickly to yesterday though, is that the coalition government, particularly in the last year, the Morrison government have made a big deal about returning the budget to surplus. They were on track to deliver a $5 billion surplus this fine. Financial year. But of course, with these new commitments, and probably ongoing commitments, it will cut it very fine to get it back into the black this financial year.
0: Scott Morrison on that point did say that he was not concerned by the impact of the crisis on the budget. This is a quote, he said, what matters to me is the human cost and meeting whatever costs we need to meet. Air quality is also an issue across particularly the southern states in our capitals such as Canberra and Melbourne. Novak Djokovic has suggested if the air quality remains poor in Melbourne due to the fire smoke, there might be a need to delay the start of the Australian Open.
1: Yeah, Ash Barty has also agreed with him saying that it doesn't really matter if the tournament was delayed. There's a lot of attention at the moment on uh, what is happening with a lot of sporting fixtures, whether that be in Melbourne or in Sydney or in other centres like Canberra.
0: Yeah, you're right. Ash summed it up well, saying that there are more important issues in Australia right now. Lots of sporting stars contributing to the fundraising efforts. Shane Warne auctioning off his baggy green, Claire.
1: It's his most prized possession, so already past the 350k mark.
0: He'll be a happy man as Australia has also dominated the summer of Test cricket, Claire, wrapping up the series against New Zealand yesterday 3-0. Plenty of people also very excited by the announcement that the Wiggles, the Original Wiggles will be reuniting for a bushfire relief concert. Returning to world news, and the UN Security Council met yesterday to discuss the deteriorating situation in Libya. What's happening there?
1: What's happening there is that there's been escalating tensions in that hotspot. Uh, the UN-backed Libyan government is fighting off efforts from a rebel group called the Libyan National Army that wants to take control of the country. Uh, there's been ongoing uh, and ramping up of that tension. Uh, Turkey said yesterday that it's going to start sending troops to support that UN-backed government. Uh, some of the neighbouring countries there, though, are concerned about that, saying that it's going to further destabilise that situation.
0: And how is a horse bred by John Singleton caught up in the crisis? It's
1: a very good question, Kate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Churchill, yeah. Churchill Downs is a prize stallion uh, that has been at stud in Libya uh, outside of Tripoli. Uh, he and 12 infole mares and some other stallions were stolen at point near the stud and of course its owners are very concerned about its safety too.
0: And an escape story that sounds like something out of Hollywood. We're talking about ex-Nissan boss Carlos Ghosn, who's been smuggled out of Japan and into Lebanon whilst facing charges of financial wrongdoing.
1: Really is something where truth is stranger than fiction, it Mm. seems. Uh, Not just um, smuggled, he was put inside a big black musical case uh, and then after a sprint across the country, smuggled onto a private jet and taken out of the country, uh, Japan's government has spoken about it for the first time yesterday since this happened over the New Year period. They say that they need to tighten up their rules for the, <laughs> for departing the country, which seems a fair response. Yeah, amazing.
0: Golden Globes, importantly, there's a link to a red carpet gallery in the Squeeze Today email. Quick recap on winners, Claire.
1: Quick recap on winners. We've got Quentin Tarantino uh, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It did very well. Brad Pitt got a nod for that as well. Uh, the War Pick 1917, which I can't wait to see, uh, did really well as well. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge just keeps on that juggernaut of Fleabag, picking up more prizes. Uh, the Crown's Olivia Coleman uh, and Succession did very well for the best TV drama,
0: and despite host Ricky Gervais pleading with celebrities in his opening monologue not to get political, he was he was ignored.
1: Yeah, plenty had plenty to say it was very <laughs> about all sorts of things. Australia's bushfires got plenty of mentions, uh, but the thing yeah. that really caught my eye is something called statement sleeves. Apparently, that's what's in it at the moment. What is that? Big sleeves dresses with big sleeves.
0: Oh, right. Okay. That's not political. That's no, just fashion. Right? Geometric sleeves. Fashion?
1: Well, it could be political. Political gets quite, well, fashion gets quite political knows? at times. So, yeah, it's not a thing. but we're
0: just talking about fashion in that sense. <laughs> okay. Big sleeves. Gotcha. And let's finish with a fun fact. The first Sunday of the year, so two days ago, is the biggest day for dating apps.
1: Biggest day for dating apps. That goes to our Squiz sayings this morning uh, and our uh, subject line. I've gone for Lizzo's good as hell um, with the lyric baby how you feeling because there seems to be lots of people getting onto apps and checking other Mm. people out apparently it's a uh, really junction point of the new year's resolutions of breakups that happen over the holidays and also Valentine's Day so the Sunday just gone is the biggest bump for new sign-ups for those dating apps and sites uh, and for others to return and check out what's going on with all the new fresh talent on those sites.
0: Makes sense with New Year's resolutions, definitely. Finally, before we finish in your episode notes, there's a link outlining where to make a donation to help those many, many communities affected by the bushfires. We'll also pop that up on our socials, Facebook, Instagram. I think that's all from us today. We'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. Message now from our podcast partner, Sunbeam. With so many unhealthy snacks on offer, it can be hard to find something to keep your kids satisfied and happy. Sunbeam's dried fruit and cheese chilled snacks contain only real fruit and real cheese with no artificial colours or flavours. And they're a great source of calcium. It's a snack you can feel good about giving them while you're on the go. Pick up a pack today in the dairy fridge at your local Woolworths, Coles or independent retailer.